I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode number 65 of the T-Row and Funky Show, brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built and Dahmer Mats. Tommy, we just got done with the NCAA tournament. We got so much to talk about, but I did just read you this tweet. So do you, do you want – can we start here? Let's do it, man. I'm pumped up. This is, this is the easiest episode to do all year. Yes, it is, 100%. So, okay, so, Tommy, I, and I, I got a lot of tweets about this, and I, I actually just made a, a real quick Facebook Live video about the topic, but a lot of people are saying, scrambling went too far, or, you know, tweeting me, hey, Ben, I'm going to see what you caused, all these type of things, right? And then some people are suggesting, like, near fall from neutral, and Adam Tierpelli just suggested that. I think that's totally insane. Um, now, now, you got you got it. You gotta explain that. Sure. They mean you can start counting near fall from neutral, not no. that you can score. Oh no, he said you can you can score new, score near fall from neutral. The issue with that is is pretty obvious. Is that the referees are are they're going to count it on the wrong person half the damn time? I mean, there's going to be a lot of situations where they are not counting the near fall on the right person, and that's going to be a six or eight point swing in the match, and that's just. That's mind blowing to me, Tommy. And I just I just said this on Facebook Live. It's it's very simple, right? And nobody's doing it. It's um, it's a misapplication of the rules. You just call stalling when it's appropriate. So in a scramble, like top, like bottom, like neutral, if one guy's pressing the action and the other guy is just trying to hang on, that's called stalling. If the other guy's just trying to clamp up, that's called stalling. We we already have a rule for this. And so you just penalize that guy, right? And then, not, he can't, and then if he does it four times, that's a bunch of points. Well, I will tell you, adding to what you're saying, we're kind of rambling already and we're not even a couple minutes in, but one thing that's interesting to me, Ben, is, and I agree with this, and, and I know that you and David had a very articulate, well thought out, and it was an accurate explanation for scrambling, which is really just a good scrambling is a continuation of wrestling which I couldn't agree more with, but there's a lot of bad scrambling out there. I had three texts from three rookie dads from the Little Eagle Wrestling Club that we started at my son's. Sure. Uh, and they're rookie dads. They don't know anything about wrestling. And they all, and I'm paraphrasing each one of them, but they basically said this, individual texts, why can you throw the guy around like a rag doll and have it be 0-0 at the end of that sequence? What, what, and, what do they mean by that exactly? I, I'm slightly confused. Um, I think what they mean is, you know, they're rookie dads, so they said yeah. it in more rookie ways than that. But what, what they were getting at is, how can you t- take a guy, p- take a guy's leg, pick him up, throw him down, and then there's some flopping around, and then they 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 stop it, and it goes back mm-hmm. to neutral, and, and and the guy who basically launched his opponent into oblivion and controlled the position, you know, controlled controlled the action, but not the position. There's no points awarded. Basically saying, you know, there's a lot of 
flurries in folk style that these rookie dads don't see at the youth level where it's like, man, that guy looked like he whipped the other guy, but there's no points because yeah. it's hard. It, it's to me, and people say freestyle is harder to understand. It is. It's not to the naked eye, Ben. It is that, not. Oh, I, I disagree with that because freestyle is so nuanced in the sense who's doing the action and, and who's not. Listen, um, but wait, is, let's get to let's back let's get back to these referees. So I think uh, you know a great referee education. But again, it's it's. It's not that the rules are bad. It's a misapplication. I mean, like, twice in the finals, uh, Kyle Snyder did it and Bo Nickel, both, they both did it. Um, they literally were in, in, the, in the top position, and they literally pulled the guy straight out of bounds. Like, that was what that stall specific stall rule was put in place for, but these refs aren't making that call anymore. I mean, IMR did it in the semis where he pushed the guy out 20 times. Um, it happened a lot this weekend, and the refs just kind of, they called it last year because it was brand new, but they're really not calling it very much this year. Right. And so I, I feel like the stalling is the same, uh, the, sorry, the scrambling is the same way. Just like on bottom, Tommy, let's take this situation. If someone's on bottom, right, and the other guy's on top and he throws a leg in, and the bottom guy knows, hey, I can't escape, so I'm just going to clamp, I'm going to clamp everything down so he can't turn me. What is that? Stalling. That's stalling, right? So say we get in a scramble, and I'm I'm working hard, right? And you realize, shit, I'm in trouble. And so you just clamp down. What is that? Stalling. It's stalling. So if you just call it, if if Tommy, if all the refs did was call those situations properly, it would all fix itself because then guys wouldn't be able to clamp down. So then, therefore, they would have to open up. Therefore, points would be scored. Solution. It's just it's it's solved itself, right? We don't have to make all these other asinine. Like we we're kind of coming to problems when we make so many rules that we can hardly keep track of them. You need to make less rules, and if you just call the wrestling as it should be called, it's going to fix itself. Now I'm getting all excited. Uh, you're you're right mostly, but we we got to <laughs> talk. I don't want to get further into it, but okay. you're right mostly. I mostly agree with you. All right. Um, are we just going to talk about how damn good Penn State is, or what? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I there's nothing else you can say, man. I mean, they. They stepped up in the moment of truth, out-wrestled everybody. They had guys wrestle well above their seeds. They had young guys winning. I mean, how many matches did they lose, Ben? Did they? I think they lost like four matches the whole tournament. No, because Gilbon's out, McCutcheon's out. That's four between those two. Yeah, and then uh, what's-his-head lost to? Uh, Neville's. Neville's Just lost si- twice, I believe, because he took That's the it. Then they had five guys go undefeated. Uh, damn, you're right. Suriano didn't wrestle, and they didn't have. They lost six matches. Yeah, I mean, so, um, to to your point, I, and I feel like um, well, I'm going to have to start cheering against Penn State because they've already ruined my 2018 tournament. Because the my favorite part of the whole NCAA tournament is the team race, and no one's competitive with them next year. I so, don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I agree with that. Are you um, insane? They're going to set the scoring record. Listen, they they return 140 team points. Sure. You add in Cortez, you add in Suriano, it's yes. pretty scary and there. And Nick Nickley also. Who's Nickley? Nickley's a very, 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 very oh, good Nick, high school. Nick, Nick Lee. Nick so, Lee, yes. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Oh, God, that is bad. But Ohio yeah. State Ohio State returns 110 team points. Oklahoma State returns a truckload. No, Oklahoma State, they're losing a lot. They lost, they lost Schaefer, they lost Kalika, they lost Crutchmer, they lost Boyd. I think. Well, I, I will say, I will say this. Ohio that, State is the only person that has a glimmer of a hope that if 
Penn State's team gets cancer next year that they could win. I mean, there's there's no one else that has even a chance. Right. Well, Penn State returns five national champions. Ohio State returns three national champions. That's pretty scary. Um, yeah. Three national champions plus a runner-up. Oh, I, no, I don't even want to get into next year. Let's just talk about this year. Penn State was <laughs> – I mean, it was – it was. Um, it was incredible. I mean, you know, you know what's interesting though is that Penn State is, um, you know, the last true dynasty that I feel like took place um, in in college wrestling. And even though uh, Oklahoma State won five in a row, I think that this Penn State thing is is going to be a a longer term dynasty. I want I don't want to minimize Oklahoma State's five year run, but well, they didn't win five. They won three or four, right? I think it was five. Hmm, I, I think it was three or four. I mean, I, that was, I was in the Big 12 at that time when we were better than the Big 10. So I, I remember the era very well. Okay, well, either way, it Let's was... See, a, I mean, I'll just do it in my head because 07 was Minnesota. Um, 06 was Oklahoma State. 05 was Oklahoma State. 04 Oklahoma State. 03 Oklahoma State. And 02 was Minnesota again. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now. Tracks. Okay, so anyways, you're getting on to the fact that they're a dynasty, and yes, that is that is true. And they won four in a row. My bad. Their, so their dominance is not really. We're not seeing uh, an end to their dominance. Yeah. So the last the last dynasty that that occurred, as you know, is Iowa wrestling. Ben and there was a consistent mantra from the athletes over a 20 year period, and it was. Grind and dominate, basically, right? Sure, sure yes. And, and it was – that mantra was somewhat counterculture. It was somewhat unique. It wasn't It wasn't a mantra that you heard in, in every arena in life. It wasn't it – was, it, was, it was unique. And I think when you say something unique, it's easier to get behind. And they, they kind of cornered the market on that philosophy, and it worked – Maybe because of the philosophy, maybe because they had great athletes to begin with, maybe a little bit of both coaching. You yeah, know, there's this, sure. there's all these there's all these reasons that you can get into why they had such a great run. And I think Penn State, you know, unfortunately, because I'm a diehard Buckeye, is entering in the realm of dynasty building, and they seem to have a mantra, right? I mean, don't you hear? Yeah. A, oh yeah. Just from the athletes and coaches, it's not grind and dominate, but you know, what is it? Score points, have fun, baby. Yeah, so this, 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 they're, they're, I feel, and, and, and what do you think, Ben? I, I feel like personally, I don't think the grind and dominate philosophy was as real as they said it was. And who, I think, who, like, Iowa? Yeah, I mean, I, why not? Said, what's that? Why, why wasn't it true? Well, I'm not saying it wasn't true. I'm saying that all they did was score points and have fun in their own way. And I Ooh, feel like, I don't know. I mean, I no, I I disagree. I don't feel like it's the same thing. I felt like they, I felt like Gable somehow built in this, and it continues to this day. This us against them, they hate us, we hate them mentality. Um, right. Where it was, um, there was kind of a bit of anger or hostility. I mean, you yeah. like, watch the brands wrestle in college, and you feel that, you know. Yeah, you're you're feeding right into my point, and I feel okay. like Kale, who and and and. And Kale, who um, came up, wrestled at Iowa State, you know, had a hard time beating Iowa when he was coaching at Iowa State, had to dethrone Iowa 
when he went to Penn State and has done so, I feel like he took a countercultural approach, not on purpose, but like it's like we don't grind and dominate. We yeah. we have fun. Keep keep, keep wrestling. Um, keep wrestling in the context of what it really is. We enjoy ourselves, and we're going to score lots of points. But the thing that the thing that you hear, um, and this is where I'm going to sound like a hater, and I'm really not. It's just more of like a philosophical discussion. I hope it's not too boring for you. But I love, I don't, I love philosophy, Tommy. So I don't go. think. I mean, they, when they say they're having fun, it, it's almost like they. It sounds like if you play Pokemon Go and do a little play wrestling, that that's the <laughs> well, that's that that's the, that that's the secret to success, right? And no, you know, I, mean, I, I feel like what they mean. I'm not saying what they say, but what they mean. What they mean when Kale says it and the athletes say it is, listen, winning is fun. And when you score lots of points and when you attempt to score lots of points, it's exponentially more fun. And you're enjoying wrestling to the fullest extent. You don't need to have a stigma about yourself or your program or an aura around you where you're, where you're, you know, demeaning and, and, uh, you know, um, kind of like the antithesis of everything that's good about wrestling. You don't have to be the bad guy. And we're going to have fun. We're going to be ourselves. We're going to be true to ourselves. And we're going to go out there and let it rip. And that's what they mean. Um, but when they when I, they say have fun, I feel like it's misleading to the wrestling public. I yeah. think they really think that you they don't. You know, I mean, if, I don't if, know, if, Tommy, let, let me cut you off here because I will. Uh, I'll, I'll speak to this a little bit from a, a psychological standpoint. I feel like I was where they were my junior and senior year of college, and I think they have so many guys who are totally plugged into the task who are so engaged in what they're doing, it, it becomes almost joyful. And honestly, um, that's where I was my junior and senior year of college. I just I loved it. I was as happy as could be. Um, I loved being in the wrestling room. I loved trying to figure out new situations and work through scrambles and think of stuff that was going to work. Um, and so... I, I would, I guess, I would call that fun. I, I was having, a, I was genuinely having a lot of fun every single time I stepped in the wrestling room. And I think somehow Kale has got a whole bunch of guys that freaking buy into that mentality. And you know, part of it probably is to your point who exactly who he recruits. The, the, and David Taylor said as much when we had him on. You know, the type of kid. Um, and so maybe he's under Maybe he's not telling the second side of the story, which is. Although we are really enjoying what we're doing, we are also working hard simultaneously. Um, so maybe they're not telling well, that I, part I, of it. I, you know, to get to that, to get to get to that, to that nirvana that you're speaking about that you had in your junior and senior year of wrestling. Yeah. You know, Ben, did, did you have fun the whole way to get to that point? Did you did you have that same philosophy all the way to that point? I don't think you did. Yeah, I, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, and there was things, I guess, uh, I, I was, hmm, I guess I, I wasn't there the whole, no, I wasn't to your point, I wasn't there the whole time, and there were things I didn't like, like a stadium run or a seven-mile run, I didn't like those things, right? But when you talk about, like, being on the mat, um, I always liked that a lot. I always liked the tactical part of wrestling, I always liked the technique part of wrestling, I always liked trying to figure things out. Um, and then when I, I really hit it my junior and senior year, it was like, I just, like you said, Nirvana is kind of a unique way to put it, but I just couldn't lose. Tommy, no one could do anything to me. No, and I was, are, I was in the zone, and that's where, 
I mean, if, if we look at the Hodge race, there's three freaking contenders from the Hodge Trophy race this year, Tommy, and they're all from Penn State. Like, I know. they got these like, wrestlers who are just... Like, it's like when they talk about it, though, it's almost like they're trying to identify guys that are having fun in high school, and it's like yeah. Suriano, Cortez, Gulaban, Rutherford, Nolf, Joseph, Hall, Nickel, McCutcheon, Nevels. He wasn't looking for guys that were having fun. He was looking for stone-cold killers, Ben. And that's what he got. And now that they're in the program, he's gotten them to that nirvana oasis of, you know, free-flowing wrestling. And, yes, they're having fun now, but losing ain't fun. Getting to that point in your career is not all fun and games. you got to love the process. The process is the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, this, that, and the other thing. It's fun, man. I wrestled I wrestled at that level too, you know. But to me, it's like it's a little bit hokey to say we just go out there and have fun because I don't yeah. believe that is entirely true. Well, I, I, was, I guess I would say the second part of the second part of what I was going to say. So the first part of what I was going to say was that, you know, when you're at that level, sometimes you're so engaged and that's all. And, you know, the other thing about that, Tommy, is when, when you're in college – Obviously, you have responsibility, but it's different than when you're, you know, you don't got bills to pay, you don't got kids, you don't got a wife, and so it's just like, like literally, all you have to focus on is it. Can, wrestling can just be all-consuming, and um, right. But the, the other part of that thing, I think, is especially when guys are stepping on the mat. If you look at, you know, the study of peak performance, thinking about things that that don't matter is really negative towards your performance, right? Um, right. And so I think lots of times um, that just have fun thing, it, it almost becomes like a reset button for guys, right? And so they're not thinking about Mark. And yeah, Mark Hall kind of said something about that. Pot. I forgot what the hell he said after his match, but you know. But some guys are, you know, think, oh my god, if I lose this, my I'm, I'm on national TV and it's gonna be embarrassing. There's all I these agree. people. I put all this work in, and they're thinking all these thoughts, right? That cause that induce stress and that cause poor performance. So Kale said, "Hey man, because Kale knows if they just go wrestle, they're gonna win. They're, they're that good, right? So all he's got to create is, exactly hey, right. no I mean, pressure. Just go do it, man. Just go have fun. And he knows if they go do that, they're gonna they're gonna win. That's the philosophy, right? That's that's like, um, you know, it's no different in other aspects of life. Like I, I when you've got a really good sales guy with your company, if he's yeah. really, really, really good at sales, you don't want to distract him. It's like don't bother him." Don't don't mess with his head. Yeah. Don't give yes. don't give him head trash. Don't give him this data on on. Don't give him a process. He doesn't need a process. Just he's let a him go kill. He's a savant. He's he's Tchaikovsky. You know. Don't don't bother yeah. this guy. He's already got it figured out. Yeah. And that's what, that's what Kale has in his program right now. Yes. But but to me and I, so that's where I I know what he's getting at. But yeah. to me, it is misleading to the wrestling public, Ben. Because sure, I, sure. I think there's high school coaches out there. I think there's youth coaches out there that are like, so, 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 what do we? So we just laugh a lot. Like, what do we do? We just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I but then at the same yeah. time, Tommy, it's like, okay, would I love to sit down and talk with Kale for hours on end, and would I learn a lot, 100 percent, right? But when ESPN puts uh, a freaking camera phone and microphone, uh, a camera phone, a camera and a microphone in his face. 
he's got about 30 seconds to get his message out, right? So how deep of a message can you really put into 30 seconds? I mean, right. hell, sometimes on Mental Mondays, I talk about one topic for like 15 minutes, and I just get rolling on one topic, you know? And if we're talking about an entire philosophy of running your program, how long is it really going to take Hill to expound on those virtues? I, I, mean, I agree. Right? It's going to take eight hours, four days. That's why we're having the conversation. I didn't want to sound like a hater. I'm not hating on it. It's just – it's – the, 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 to your point, the Cliff Notes explanation of just having fun is misleading. Sure. And yes. I think you can agree with that, right? No, I, I, I agree. Yes, it's, it's much deeper than that. Um, hey, and, but I, I am going to start hating on Penn State because, like I said, they, 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 they ruined my 2018 NCAA tournament because they're already so far ahead of everybody. Hey. Like I want to have some kind of supplementary draft where the top five, top bottom five teams in the country can pick one of their national champs. And then we'll see if they can still win. That's <laughs> great. Hey, you want to know something that was funny? What's is that, that um, you know, going into the, the the finals, I think that the notion that Nickel was going to win, I would say, I would say less than half of the wrestling public were picking Nickel to win. Not, it wasn't no, like I he saw. Was, I saw Flo's poll. It was, I believe, it was fifty four forty six when I saw it. There was a lot of votes in at that time. Okay, so either way, it was it was let's say it was split, maybe slight edge to Dean, who knows? But by the time it got to 184, especially after <laughs> the dude, I mean, I I was kind of fifty fifty, and by the time it got to them shaking hands, I was like, this dude, Gabe Dean is a dead man. He's done. This momentum, there's no freaking way Bo Nichols not walking out of this match with the title. Did you feel that way going into the match? Um. I didn't think that Gabe Dean would let it affect him, and and I don't think he did. You know, I I would have said it was roughly a coin flip. Uh, if if you asked me last week, I would have said roughly a coin flip, right? I, I guess I would have picked Dean if I had to pick somebody, but right. I I thought they were roughly even. And honestly, Tommy, I you know I don't want to get weight class by weight class, but I don't think that was a takedown. I I honestly did not agree more. I I would flip. I, I would flip the two calls at 74 and 84. Let me, let me tell you I why. thought Bojo was a takedown, and I thought Nickel was not a takedown. Correct. And let me tell you why I don't think Nickel was a takedown, because I know that you're, you're really well-versed in these scenarios because yeah. it's kind of your style. But yeah. here's why I don't think it was a takedown from a guy that didn't wrestle that way. When he dropped that boot in from the backside, yeah. his, his head was planted in the mat, yes. and his hips were off to the side of Dean's hips. He did not have control. He couldn't have. He couldn't have dreamed of improving the position yet. No. So to me, when he threw that boot in, he was beginning to get something that might have been a takedown, but at the time it was not. Yeah. That, it, no. One hundred percent. It definitely wasn't a takedown. His head was down. Um, he was still kind of trapped down there with his head. So um, yeah, the boot was in, but there was no control there, and that, that's where we you know we talk about. High-level referee, you have to understand these situations intuitively. Um, and there was no control there. There really wasn't. I agree. So in my mind, and you know, um, at 74, the interesting thing that, that the, the the announcers even missed this, right? I think they could do a better job hiring announcers. Um, oh, but my gosh. The thing they missed, Tommy, was that if Bojo gets the takedown on the review, the action stops there. Therefore, Hall's reversal would be waved off. Mark Hall would start on bottom, which right. is a really stupid part of the process, but that's the rule. And no one was talking about that. And I'm like, holy crap. 
if Bojo gets his takedown, and the way they were calling takedowns last weekend, that was a takedown 99 times out of 100. How I, I didn't agree it was a takedown in the finals is beyond me. Especially but, after they reviewed it. Especially after they reviewed it. But then Mark Hall starts on bottom where he, you know, to be frank, he's had some struggles. If Bojo rides that period out, um, I, that match might be over. Yeah, no, it was uh, was tough as a Buckeye fan to watch. Um, that was an, and I, and I, you know, yeah, it was too in my mind. The other thing is, I think they were a little bit too lenient. I mean, I thought he was stalling pretty good I in the thought, third period. What, yeah, would you? And he, he was stalling in the Valencia. Mark Hall was stalling in the Valencia match too, and. Um, that, that Mark Hall is kind of weird to me because sometimes he just blows people out like he did in the first three matches. And then if it's like an even match, he just, um, man, doesn't really generate any offense of his own. If the takedown in the Valencia match um, was off of uh, Mark, Mark, Hall, Mark Hall was the only Penn State guy that conducted himself post-match where he invited haters. Like all of the... All of the Penn State haters, including me and you, Ben, is basically. Well, I actually, I actually love them, but now I'm going to flip to the other side. That's exactly right, and and I'm the <laughs> same. One. And, and and I have, and I have no good reason at all. No, it's to, just because they're so good, so you have to cheer. It's just because them. it's just because of their success. They're point blank. There's no other reason. And but Mark Hall, the way he acted after his match, it's like, dude. This is a dynasty. They don't need any more haters. Like you're, you're inviting them with the way you're acting. At least in my opinion, I thought it was a little, little goofy. But um, you know, anyways, that's kind of a side note. But he, he wrestled great. I mean, you know, on top of you know, he had some calls go his way in the semis and finals. But this is a guy they pulled out a red shirt in January, mm-hmm. and this is like dynasty story type stuff. This is what Iowa used to do all the time. It's like taking some blue chip out of red shirt in January because they want to win, and he. Wins the title. I mean, that doesn't happen a whole lot. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I guess since we're, we're on Mark Hall, what did you think about the headgear pull? Because I will tell you, um, I, I did see it way, way after the fact, but because they didn't show it on the big board. I was watching the uh, the Bojo Rio Budo match when the, the headgear pull happened, where they give Valencia the takedown, then they take it back and give the penalty point. Um, do you think? I mean, I, I thought it was the obvious headgear pull. Now, whether you you say he did it on purpose or not, I'm not. You know, I don't want to say there. But uh, if it's another coach, if it's Chattanooga or if it's West Virginia, exactly. do they get that call? Do they get the call? No, they don't. So, okay, but and so here's the statistic that I want I want to bring up, and maybe one of our fans can can do this. So there were 68 coaches challenges. Ten of them were overturned. Right. Right. I would like to know of those ten. Um, how many went to Penn State, Iowa, Ohio State, or Oklahoma State? Because those were you know the top four teams. Um, obviously, we know two two of them went to Penn State already, and I know one went to Iowa where they called Gilman for locking hands against Pitchney and then and then withdrew that call. Um, but you know they did that study in the NFL referees, and they showed there's a significant bias. Um, and so I would like to see of those ten, how many went to one of those teams? That would be really interesting to me. Adding, adding to that, kind of tying in with this discussion, and I would want to know that. I bet that it is what we're suggesting, Ben, or what you're suggesting and I'm agreeing with, which is the top flight programs got the breaks. Probably no Chattanooga-style type schools got any breaks, in my opinion. I bet that's what we're going to find. I would, I, I would venture to agree. Uh, I think the crowd plays into that. 
So I actually did a poll this morning on my Twitter, and I said – I'm going to find the exact thing. And I said, um, should we get rid of the challenge? And there's been wow, 1,400 votes, Tommy. That's pretty good, right? Right. Crazy. What do you think the percentage that want to keep it versus get rid of it is? Keep what, Ben? Keep the, the challenge, the coach's challenge, video review. As is or all together? I just said – I did, obviously, it's 140 characters, so I just said – who wants to keep the challenge, video challenge? Huh. What do you think it is? I thought I bet not many people wanted to keep it. Well, I was feeling the same way as you, Tommy. But my poll out of fourteen hundred votes says seventy six percent vote to keep it. Really? Yeah, shocking, right? Crazy. Yeah, I thought I thought it would be kind of flipped almost. You know the way people are talking. Um, I do think it slows down the flow of the match. I think, um, and, and I think you know. I, and, but Tommy, how do you get a, a neutral third party to review and say the say the NCAA tournament's easy, right? But you know, if you're doing dual meets, yeah, well, that's the, or, how do you, you know, where? How do you do it? I don't. I don't think you can do it at dual meets. You know, you can do it on the Big Ten Network though, because they could um, send those. Uh, you could have somebody in Chicago which is where the Big Ten Network's headquartered. You could have a ref that lives in that market, and he could have all the matches going on that the Big Ten Network feed covers go to his go to his uh, deal, and they could do that. But I guess I'm, I'm kind of rambling here. Yeah. Do it at the freaking Nationals. You can do it at the Nationals. Sure. Do it at the- I guess that's the most important time anyways, right? right? Wherever you can do it, you should do it. I How mean, about you that? You could do it at, like, the Scuffle, the Nationals, the Midlands. Right. I mean, you can do it at the Nationals. That's the big one. That's the big daddy. Get it done there and work backwards, you know? Yeah. Um, and and to, to, about the challenges, the other thing that annoys me is some of these coaches just challenged to, to be like, screw you, ref. I'm just going to challenge you. Just, you know, it's like yeah. some of the one, or maybe even I, a few times I was like, I think they're doing it to get their guy some oxygen right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, Tommy, because I'm like, I just watched that and I don't even know what they're challenging because there was nothing even remotely questionable that, about that situation. Right, right, right. It's uh, yeah, yeah. So um, so we're we're voting to. Uh, I, I could do away with the elimination of the review process, um, but at the very least, make a significant improvement to nationals where there is I would, an I would expert say the in the booth who gives the call. I would say at the nationals, you need to have a third party, or or do away with it yeah. because the way, the way that it was done this year. It just left too much unnecessary drama. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, and when you're talking about 10 of 70 calls, we're talking about 11% or 12% were, right. were flip-flopped. I mean, it's not, right. the number's not a lot. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. Okay. So where, where do you want to go now? We got uh, – I mean, we, we haven't even started talking about the weights. What do you all. think of Corey Clark throwing Terry Brands? Well, I didn't like – I, I, okay, I liked it, but I didn't like the fact that I could see Terry Brand saying, throw me in his ear, because then I'm like, ah, oh, it's a setup, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be surprised a little bit. He said, he said, throw me, and then Clark said something back, which we couldn't see Clark says, and then Brand said, throw me again. You know, he said, throw me um, a second time. And See, I, Iowa, Iowa wrestlers have fun. You see, they have fun too, that, man. That's Terry Brand's just trying to make the point they're having fun. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I, we, we want to talk about Iowa a little bit because this was supposed to be their year to challenge for the title, and they finished in fourth place. Yeah, we can talk about it a little bit. Um, Terry, Tom Brands, what, what's he got? I mean, I, I've already expounded on what I think he needs to do. Um, how many more years do you think he's got? Because they, they're not challenging for a title next year and probably not two years from now. Um, what do you think they got to do to get it done there? Well... I I I got a lot of opinions here, but I love I, it. Let's go. I, I I'll tell you one thing that Tom Brands has to deal with that Dan Gable never had to deal with. Um, a restriction on scholarships. No. <laughs> that was a good. One. You hear all the old timers saying Gable gave away like sixteen scholarships or something. What are the two best? What are the two best wrestling states in the country? Pennsylvania and Ohio. Correct. And they those programs are running hot, hot. Now, are they running hot because Iowa's not what they used to be? Or are they running hot because the administration decided to support the program, give the resources out, hire the right coaches, so on and so forth? You know, it, it, the best wrestling has always been out of PA, obviously, number one. Ohio, you probably would say number two. And those programs are running hot. If you if those programs aren't running hot, you know you could argue that Iowa would be one and two every year. So, well, to, but but to that point, um, I see I see the point you're making, obviously. But like Iowa just got Spencer Lee, Gavin Teasdale, Michael Kemmerer. That's like the number one recruit this year, the number one recruit next year. And the yeah, number, I actually, you know, well, I, actually think, I actually think they're doing something different. I think they tried to win with like homegrown Iowa boys. They tried to recruit exclusively exclusively the mentality and not as much accolades and wrestling pedigree so mm-hmm. to speak just more like Iowa mentality pedigree and with the recent commitments of Kemmerer, Spencer Lee, Teasdale, I think there's another young guns kid they have um and and even Alex Marinelli out of Graham, they're they're the the recruiting strategy in my opinion the past 2 or 3 years has been different now that that they they're not bearing that fruit yet and I'm not even defending Iowa. I guess I'm just trying to yeah, put some no, let's sh- light on some different viewpoints because I think there's things you, you can't defend with Iowa wrestling. But I think that they did switch up their recruiting strategy, strategy Ben, and I think, that, I think that the program and the athletes they have will be di- – in two or three years, I think they're going to be like scoring points again. You know, I think they're going to have yeah. – um, I just think it's going to be a little different. Um, and I, I didn't even I didn't even have the plan to defend them. I've never really defended them, to be honest. But I guess I'm trying to give a different vantage point um, on the whole deal. That being said, um, these guys don't score a lot of points like they used to. They don't, they're, just not, they're not prolific on offense. It's a lot of pushing. That's going to that's gonna cost you at a three-day tournament. It is. With, when the money's on the line and the best wrestlers are coming. You got to put points on the board, man. There's there's no way that a program, a one guy can do it. You know, you got the Dean Hiles of the world, and we can talk about him. But holy crap, as, is he boring? As a program, you can't do it. As a program, you can't get through the gauntlet without. You got to be a gunslinging team to to get through the gauntlet, don't yeah. you think? Uh, it sure helps. And I think if you look. Historically, at the cha- you know at the at the champions of the NCAA tournament as a team, they at least have a few of those gigantic yeah, point well, scoring machines on them. You know, even if we go, even if we go to the Iowa um, that Iowa run they had uh, what 08, 09, 10 or nine ten eleven yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, Met- I mean, Metcalf was scoring big points. 
Um, Dennis was generally scoring big points. McDonough. McDonough was scoring big points. And so they had those guys. Yeah, I mean, every year, even the Ohio State team that won it three years ago, they had big-time point scorers, Logan Stieber, Kyle Snyder, Nate Tomasello. Um, you know, you go back to the Minnesota teams in the early 2000s. They, they would the, be one of the more defensive teams, that would, I would say, actually won it. The Minnesota teams? Yeah, they, they weren't ever super aggressive. I I don't know, man. You got Jared Lawrence in there, big-time point scorer. He wasn't on one of the teams that won, was he? Yeah, oh one and oh two. I'm going way back, brother. I know, but was he? Yeah, oh yeah, he was on. Yeah, he is that was that old? Are you sure oh, he's that old? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's one year. He's one year older than me. He graduated. Oh, 03. really? Yeah, he was. He was Damn. a sophomore. He was a sophomore and junior when they won it. Really? That was during, that was during my college years. They put points up, dude. No huh. doubt about it. I guess Damian so. Han, he put points up. No, uh, Han, Han, Han was. He didn't always put points up. Sometimes. He put points <laughs> yeah, up. you're rough, man. You're rough. That, I mean, that's true, right? right? Remember that one year? I think it was must he must not have got his weight down in time, and he was just losing to terrible people. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember. That was crazy, right? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember who the heck he lost to. Um, he lost to someone just terrible at Vegas, and I was just like, what is so let's, 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 uh, let's go through the weights. You want to do it? Yeah, I want to do it. One twenty-five, right, or should we start? Should we start in finals order? We can start in finals order. Let's go ninety-seven. Jaden Cox. Jaden, uh, he can be called whatever he wants. He was completely dominant throughout the tournament in total control. At least I thought. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know why he didn't just pin more people though. Is he going to play football? Ah, man. Coach Smith, I, I tell you, I talked to, had a, a, a you know a conversation with Coach Smith a couple times, and this, Coach Smith is still unsure about the fact, right? Um, he said, you know, Jaden's gonna do what Jaden wants to do, and he, he's he's still not sure. Um, you know, obviously there's some doubts if he can play at the SEC level because a guy like Jaden, why is he gonna want to sit on the bench, right? So Correct. can he get ample? You know, and this is he hasn't played football in five years. So can he play at a level on an SEC team? What position would he be? What position? They're saying inside linebacker, outside linebacker. I just, yeah. I just thought, I mean, I I haven't had this conversation with Jaden. It's not my place. He's going to make his decision. I don't see the point. Um, I I really don't. It's like, even if, say, he was an average SEC player, um, I mean, he... he, I don't see the point either. He, he's athletic, but when we're talking about athletic like an NFL player, he's not. He just isn't. I mean, the fle- he has the flexibility and the balance, but those uh, I mean, those don't cross over to NFL, right? NFL speed, strength, um, seeing well, where people I, are, you know, know, knowing the sport of football and where people are going to go. Well, you know, I tried out for the Jets, right? Uh, I, I recall. I don't know much about it, but I do recall. Yeah, so, so you have knowledge in this area. Well, they called me up in 07. I was 26. Mangini took over for the Jets. He was the assistant coach at the Patriots when they put Stephen Neal on the practice squad, got him on the roster, and then he was a starting offensive lineman for seven years. Yep. So he saw that he saw that um, that whole thing unfold. He called up USA Wrestling and said, "Who are some guys that are like Neal?" They said, "Our two U.S. Open finalists at the time. It was me and Conrad are the closest thing to it." Um, I do. Then, I do recall this is oh seven or oh six. Yeah, it was oh seven. So I was twenty six in my prime. They call me up. They said we want you to come to the rookie mini camp. I go to the rookie mini camp. 
It was an unreal experience. We could have an episode about it all together. Well, Long, give us the cliff notes. Cliff notes are this. Um, I never played football past the eighth grade. Um, I did extremely well in all of the non-football-related athletic contests, agility drills, sprints, all that stuff. I did great. So they, they wanted to keep me around. But, Ben, and this is what they called it, the, the, the position coach. They were trying me out for um, outside uh, a defensive end and like an outside linebacker type of deal, which yeah. is which is kind of a skill position, which is part of the reason why you know it didn't work out. Plus, it was the Olympic year. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the coach, what the coach was getting at, because we were in the classroom a lot, then we go out to the field, then we go back to the classroom, and I, and I was telling the coach, like, listen, I, I can I can run faster, I can do better, but I'm too busy trying to figure out if they're going to run or pass while I got Darrell Rivas 20 feet behind me yelling, Hollywood, Hollywood, and all these freaking code signs that, <laughs> that I have. <laughs> that, that I haven't that I haven't picked up on, and he goes, "Yeah, it's it's called paralysis by analysis." Yep. And he said, "You know, that's why Tommy. That's why you need to just have some fun." Yeah, I just gotta <laughs> go play some Pokemon and have some fun. But anyways, <laughs> you know, it is true paralysis by analysis. And even though Jaden's a phenomenal athlete, I just don't think he's going to be able to keep up with the speed of the game mentally. Not because he's incapable, but because you got to build instincts at that level. Yeah. That are very difficult to get in a two-month span. And um, I learned that firsthand at the Jets camp, you know? Yeah, that, that, and that's kind of um, my take on it. And the, the other obvious here is that if he, if he bypasses this year, uh, right now he's got that, that spot at the World Trials where he gets to skip all of the wrestling and then just do the final two or three wrestle off, which is a gigantic advantage to have, right? I mean, that's a, that is a huge advantage to have. And so if, if he misses this year, he gives that up and he, you know, can he get it back? Yeah. But that doesn't mean, I mean, Dar- David Taylor ain't messing around. He's trying, he's trying to win. So it's going to be hard to get that back. That's exactly right. And, and the weight classes are changing in 18. So, I mean, oh. what if they were to take out, what, what if they were to make that weight class, Five pounds lower, right? Can he make that weight class anymore? I don't know, man. That'd be tough. So, I don't know. I guess the, the future is unsure. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. I think he, he doesn't know what to do. I, I will tell you, I know Mark Ellis um, also tried out for the Mizzou Tiger football team the year after winning a national title, so his junior year. Um, How'd that go? He was doing all right, but... but um, I can't remember which coach, I believe, came in and talked to Coach Smith and said, like, you know, hey, Mark's doing okay. He's probably going to get some playing time. But it's hard to justify someone getting uh, an, an average amount of playing time when they're a national champion in another sport. Like, Mark's not going to go to the next level at this. You know, he's not going right. to go to the – and I believe he did actually kind of like you went to a couple NFL mini- training camps. I think you went to the uh, Cleveland Browns and the Buccaneers maybe or something like that. Yeah. They invited me back for preseason. They, were, they said they were going to – pretty much they told me they were going to put me on the practice squad um, and then earn my way onto a roster spot the next year, which is kind of what they did with Neil. But it was the Olympic year. Yeah. So I said, I said, Coach, I can't do that. But if you call me after the Olympics, I am your guy. And he just – he never called. So and I went, 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 went. But yeah. I, it was a cool experience to say the least. Okay, so is Jaden going to football? Um, I'm not sure, man. We're, I actually texted him today about 
Jaden Cox is absolutely the worst texter back. This dude won't text anybody back. Like, you know, most kids, you'll call them and they won't answer. But if you text them, they'll text you back right away. He's the opposite. Like, if you text him, he won't text you back for like four days. And then you'll call him and be like, hey, uh, why didn't you text me back? He'll be like, oh, man, I forgot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> literally, you can't get a text back from him. What would you think of my boy Colin Moore? Good national tournament, huh? He's awesome. Yeah, he's a beast. Very, like you said, very, very aggressive. Um, I think he's he's what the obvious number one ranking going into next year. Um, is hot back or no? I need to get the rankings. I, I got my bracket up. I need to get I need to get the rankings up too. Um, hey, when are they going to decide whether they're having it past Cleveland? I thought they should have had that up by now. It's not. They haven't decided that yet. I I couldn't find it anywhere. If they did, I could not find it anywhere. So I know I don't think they have. Yeah, I put I put 2019 NCAA wrestling tournament. And I can't. Oh, um, it came out. Hold on a second. Are you sure? Yeah, I can't find it. Jeez. Um. But I, I'm pretty damn excited about Cleveland already, except the fact that Penn State ruined my team race. There's no well, team race. Think about how disappointing that is, Tommy. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not giving up on that, as you would probably expect. You're not, right. Um, okay, so let's see. Seniors, Cox, Farr, Studebaker, Jake Smith, um, and Ryan Wolf are all seniors. So that leaves Colin Moore, Hot, McCutcheon, but he, you know, he didn't All-American, obviously, um, and, and Weigel. And then I, I know Willie Miklas is coming up to this weight class, and I think it'll be a a better weight class for him than 184 was, so I think he hops in. Yeah, that'll, be inter- that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, I think he hops. You think there's any other 84-pounders that come up? Because that well, that weight class actually has a lot of – 184 has a lot of seniors. Um, Dean's a senior. Dudley's a senior. Boyd's a senior. Nate Jackson's a senior. Sammy Brooks is a senior. Dekow is a senior. So there's a lot of seniors. So it's Nickel so, at number one and Mymar at number two? Yeah. Yeah. Zavatsky didn't place. Emery didn't place. Could you uh, see Valencia going up? I could see him I going up. I think they are. Someone said they're not, but um, I think Anthony wrestles like he's cutting too much weight. Right. Um, but, yeah, Anthony. So I could see them both bumping up. Obviously, uh, Zahid beat both Bo, uh, Bo and uh, Myanmar at the World Trials last year, so – it's not like um, he's at a gigantic disadvantage there. No, he ain't scared at all. He's not scared at all. So I, I could see them. I heard they weren't. I could see that. I think that would make more sense for Arizona State's team. I could see them bumping up. Um, I think that'd be a good move for them for sure. Um, okay, let's get in I seven. Hey, we're deep into the show, so we're just gonna at some point tell. Uh, yeah. Should we just make it one long show, or should we have Jake cut it off? I don't know what to do here. I'm so confused. Let's just go. Let's just go and then see what, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Jake. All right, because there's so many awesome, man. I mean, just NC yeah. the, the Friday, I know you skipped it this year because you're a low life. Martin was really <laughs> upset about that, by the way. Um, oh, what did he say? He's like, I can't believe those guys. This is like their job. They need to be here. <laughs> okay. Uh, um yeah, that, that Friday, this, the quarters and semis day, that is my favorite day of wrestling in the world because there's so much going on. There's so many awesome matches to watch. It's so hard to follow everything. Right, right. Um, hey, you know the other thing Penn State ruins? 
What's that? They ruin the you, like at forty nine and fifty seven. You can't even guess who's going to win next year. Like we already know. know who's going to win. I know that's true. That sucks. That's true. You can't even guess. You can't even guess. It sucks. <laughs> Damn it, Noel! Why are you so good? <laughs> Stop being so good. We need to maybe handicap them. Make you know, give like everybody a seven point lead against those guys. There you go. Yeah, it is depressing. Just all right. Um, okay, ninety-seven cocks all the way. Far, far, and more was an awesome match. Which it was an awesome match at the Big Tens as well. Um, it was great. Match. Just let it rip. Yeah, I don't think there's any too many other exciting stories here. McCutcheon doesn't place. That was a, uh, you know, we thought that was kind of a big deal for Penn State, but obviously it turned out not to be a big deal in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not too many stories here. All right, let's go to heavyweight because I think there were some stories there. Um, so, did you see? Uh, did you see Kyle Snyder's quarterfinals match? Yes. Uh, no, I did not. But I heard all the stories, got all the texts, everything. Yeah, he was looking in rough shape. I mean, he was looking like he he popped a rib. He took injury time. He couldn't get up, um, and he got ridden out that whole third period. He got called for stalling a couple times. Krails was Krails was roughing him up. Um, so I got a lot, I got some insert inside information as the tournament was going on, and he and he I think he tore his intercostal rib muscle, which is a really really painful injury. I don't know if you've ever had. Um, yeah, I've I've had rib injuries, but never had them diagnosed in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it's terrible. But I yeah. will say this: the one time I had pretty bad rib problems, the numbing medicine works for like an hour and a half. Yeah, and. It, I mean, that's the one thing I do remember is like it, it hurt to breathe when I didn't have the numbing medicine. I couldn't train for a, a week or two at a high level. I did a lot of conditioning and stuff. But I wrestled in two dual meets, and they would shoot me up like an hour before the match, my match started. Yeah. And believe it or not, I was fine. And then obviously like an hour after the match, then the pain would settle in again. But really? the numbing medicine worked for me. Um, but he was talking about crunching and stuff like that, and I remember exactly that feeling and it's yeah. not – it ain't pretty. Yeah, and so that – I mean that had a lot of people hey, – it was some question marks. Hey, and I want to do uh, – I want to give myself some credit again because I, I love when my predictions come true. Casper was competitive for three minutes, Tommy. It was only 4-2 after the first period. Um, yeah, Casper's biggest problem is a lot of other good wrestlers' big problems. When you try to wrestle Kyle Snyder back instead of stall, that's what happens. Well, yeah, yeah. He we, just kept wrestling him. We all knew it was going to happen at some time. It was just it was just a matter of time. But he did wrestle him competitive. Um, and then so going into the, going into the finals, Medberry is so damn big, right? Right. And he's right, also right. not a stupid wrestler. He wrestles very intelligently. And so I was thinking, I was thinking, hey, if Snyder's got to go underneath this guy to win, that's going to be a freaking tough win, right? With, yeah. With the rib injury. Yeah, brutal. I mean, and, and the things that he did for the remainder of the tournament with the rib injury is pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, so how about, how about that slam in the finals I, for the first takedown? That was why I hey, he's fine. I thought that was like uh, when Hulk Hogan slammed onto the Giant back at WrestleMania 3. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, lifting a guy that's 40 pounds heavier than you, than you and applying all of his weight in a downward pressured style mm-hmm. and just instantly finals is like kind of legendary if you ask me 
Yeah, I, I thought that 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 was an awesome moment. Um, but obviously, you know, he, he he. I think you could tell he was injured a little bit because he wasn't pushing the issue like he did the Big Tens. Um, and so he he went six to three. I do believe he gave up a takedown there in the third period. What did you think about the length of that Barry Davis interview? Terrible, but it wasn't as bad as David Taylor's interview during the Jordan and uh, Mark Hall match. I mean, he. Oh, I think, really? I think that Barry Davis is worse. I was as a coach, I'd be like, okay, I answer your questions. Get the damn well, camera. That, like, leave that, me, leave me the hell alone. Don't you no, see? I'm trying to watch a national final here. Yeah, but they 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 were asking David questions during half of the match that you know that was somewhat yeah. applicable to the match going on. I was like, guys, we're trying to watch the national finals. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess because David wasn't coaching, I didn't find it as bothersome. Right. I guess maybe I was thinking more from the perspective of the person being interviewed. Like, I was just thinking, if I'm Barry Davis and my guy's getting his butt kicked, and I'm trying to watch this match, I'm going to tell him to get out of my effing face. I mean, yeah. do, do you feel the same way or no? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I mean, if my guy, I've been training with him for years, or training him for years, yeah, I'd, I'd be brutal. It'd be terrible. So I thought that was a super awkward, awkward, awkward interview. Um, so Snyder's back for another year. Hall t- Tanner Hall takes third. He's back, and then Adam Kuhn comes back next year. Um, and Adam Kuhn is a big, big man. Big man. Tanner. I don't know if Kyle can lift him. Come on, dude. Kyle can lift him. Just <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He can. <laughs> Do you think Kyle could lift Iron the Giant? Uh, yeah, I think so. He can do it. Really? Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Are you Andre, in? Andre the Giant. Well, does he have a hurt rib or not hurt rib? He's got a hurt rib. Ooh, I think it's gonna be a challenge then. <laughs> <laughs> he wrestled great. Oh, I mean, he's he's uh, he's the face of wrestling right now. What else can you say? He is. He is the face of. He's awesome. Um. So so now let's see. No other big stories there. Um. Casper over Neville's, and then Neville's got him on the backside. I thought that those were two good matches. I didn't oh, know that. I want, I didn't know yeah, I want to talk about one that this hurt Oklahoma State. Did you watch Oklahoma State versus uh, is, uh, is Conan Jennings versus Austin Schaefer? I did not watch it. it okay, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was just so freaking annoyed. I my, my the thing that pisses me off the most, Tommy, is bad strategy. I can't take bad strategy. So Schaefer gets taken down right away, and it was kind of like a scramble. And the other, the Northwestern guy is big. I mean, this is a big son of a bitch. He might cut to make two eighty five, right? Right. And he 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 gets to take down, and he t- turns him, and he then he just grinds Schaefer. Schaefer literally can't get his belly off the mat. He gets called for stalling twice in the first period, right? Right. He he chose. Uh, so he chooses bottom. Like what? What are you doing? Oh right. My God. And then in the third period, he cut him. Um, the other guy chose bottom, and he cut him. And he didn't even shoot. <laughs> he didn't shoot. I'm like, well, for God's sakes! I mean, you're down no, seven nothing. Like, do, what are you gonna? Yeah, the damn team races on the line. You're the sixth seed, and Conan Jennings was nineteen and sixteen. His name's Conan. But for God's sakes, the guy's 19 and 16, Tommy. <laughs> Take him down a few times. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. See, that's like in, in NCAA, everything gets lost in the shuffle, but some of these, you know, first, second, quarterfinals, like they were big matches at the time, you know. 
It almost right. should be in Cleveland. We should almost. Um, well, we're going to do it up next year. Man. We should I'm almost sure. do the podcast right after the day or something. You know, I, well, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think we need to get a media credential and we should call the whole tournament. Man, that might be too much work for us. It might be like call. Oh, we, uh, well, well, we're not doing this. We're not like in the business. This is not our business. So we're going to be like, sure. hey, guys, we're a little worn out. I'm going to go get some nachos or go. something. I love nachos. I actually well, did. I don't know if you caught it. I did a semifinals recap. Um, I, I, I drove home to watch to, to coach the kids at my kids at regionals. And uh, I put my phone up on the dashboard. And I think I did like a 23-minute uh, monologue semifinals recap. Uh, Kidding me. I swear, people. I think people. I got like a hundred questions while I was doing it. You know, like comments. There, are people asking, "What did you think about this? What did you think about that?" Wow, um, you play for keeps on that stuff. So maybe, maybe you and I could do that after every session, just like a fifteen or twenty minute Facebook live. I think. I think we should call the damn tournament, dude. Okay, well, that's we'll, a lot we'll get, of work. We'll get. We we'll, we'll be up. We don't have to. We'll just be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay. I mean, what's the big deal? Can I cheer? Just, can I cheer for other people when I'm on my on the podcast? Yeah. Oh man, what do you think we're going to go out of business if we if we if we do it wrong or something? <laughs> what do we got to lose? So I, I had one outburst this weekend, and was was about refing, and it was so funny because it was one of those things where I was I was screaming, you know, it was the blood yeah. round in the semis, and then like all of a sudden everyone went quiet, and then I was like the only one screaming, right? And then <laughs> everyone's like looking at me, and then I was like, "Well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I got I can scream if I want to." <laughs> this guy it was actually a kid from my high school 149 he was in the blood round and he was down by four points Tommy and he's putting right. he's putting the assassin on the guy you know the assassin okay um, it's it's uh it's one of the moves I do and you go backwards around the head and you take him you try to take him over the back and he's, so he's down by four points and he's working he's working the assassin he's trying to pull him he's trying to pull him he's trying to pull him right right and he's down by four points and there's like eight seconds left and the ref stops it and calls him for stalling because it was a side headlock. And A, Mr. Ref, it was ref number 33. I still remember because I yelled the number. Mr. Ref right. number 33 is not a damn side headlock. And when one man's losing by four points with eight seconds left, I can pretty much assure you he ain't stalling. Wow. So I was, I was like, yeah, I was standing up yelling and then – Everyone you snapped out of your mind, huh? Everyone was like, got quiet for some reason. You know, usually in that round, it's not quiet at all, right? Right, uh, right. They're all like, turn it. It was the Virginia Tech crowd was kind of like to my right, and they were all like looking at me. I'm like, guys, I can yell. This ref does not know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. I got distracted. Okay. 125. Hey, uh, yeah, 125. What do you think? Well, I mean,. Our boy lost. Um, was, your boy. I was I mean, so your, happy. Your buddy lost. Uh, I mean, the right guy won the tournament. He wrestled the best out of anybody the whole tournament. I mean, I would not have bet a dime on him winning the tournament. I, I would. I would not have. I, I think that I thought it was such a long shot. I mean, I wanted. I did not want Gilman to win, but I did not even think this was a possibility. Do you think? I, do you think Gilman fro- froze up it, a little bit? Did you know about him on a personal level? Like when you listened to his interview when he won, did you know that he was that type of mind? Because hmm. once I heard him speak, I was kind of like this, Ben. I'm like, how come I never heard of this guy? I um, mean, 
I, I was, watched him wrestle, but I guess to no, I don't know him on a like personal level. Well, he just sounded he had a sound mind. I mean, it was like, yeah, I could. I mean, he's the fourth seed, and he spoke like that, talked like that about how he views the sport. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, once I heard him speak, but until then, he he felt like a journeyman until I heard him talk. I'm like, yeah, that's that's how a champion thinks. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, uh huh. So I mean. Yeah, Gilman lost the bat. The, the the bottom half fell apart be- with Suriano's yeah. late late def- late uh, withdrawal. Well, and then jo- Joey Dance lost to Jack Mueller in overtime, which yeah. uh, that that match was crazy. I believe. Oh no! Now I'm like, there's too many matches, right? One of them, I, I believe it was Dance gave up a point on three cautions, and that was why it went in overtime. Right. I think right. it was Dance. Oh my god! Am I, am I, I'm forgetting now. Um, but Jack Mueller had a hell of a tournament. But Ethan Lezak is a beast. You think he can stay at 25 next year? He looks huge to me. He looks huge, man. I'm not sure. And he struggled in dual meets, which means he's cutting a lot of weight. Remember he, remember when he lost to Jose Rodriguez? Yeah, I do. So uh, he he was I, – I think he's cutting a lot of weight. Maybe he goes up, McKee goes up, and Thorne goes up or something for Minnesota because, um, man, he, he's a beast, but – he looks huge for that weight class. Massive. How old is he? Uh, it pisses me off. The NCAA doesn't have the damn grades on this thing, but I I, I do believe he's a, he's a sophomore. Um, yeah, let me look. Hold on, bring it up. He is. He's a sophomore. So Dance is a senior. Lambert's a senior. Gilman's a senior. Um, Cruz is a sophomore. I'm sorry. Cruz is a junior. Josh Rodriguez is a senior. So. You know, Lezak's back, Cruz is back. Obviously, we're going to have Suriano back. Uh, it'll be interesting to me if Dayton Fix or Spencer Lee start as freshmen um, because obviously th- those two could be really, really, really big difference makers. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you think, um, obviously, NATO had a phenomenal year at 33? Is he going back at 25? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I literally don't know. Um, I, I swear to you guys. But I mean, if I'm if I'm the coach of Ohio State, I might be sitting Nate Tomasello down and saying, Nate, if you go down to 25, I can put Pletcher in at 33. Keyshawn Hayes is back at 41, and we been begin to mount some semblance of a squad that can challenge Penn State. Well, or do you do um, Micah Jordan at 57? And then Keyshawn at forty nine. You could do that, but I think my. I, mean, I, I don't know who else you guys had. You guys, Ohio State has it at one fifty seven. If um, if Micah doesn't go up because Jake Ryan obviously had, he didn't even qualify. Yeah, um, no, I I think Micah is needs to get stronger for forty nine. You think for, so? Oh yeah, I mean he's got to get better on bottom. That's number one, but. I think bottom is priority number one, one A, one B, and one C. But then priority number two is building up strength, in my opinion. You think Tomasell can make? Uh, well, I don't, I, and I, that's where I really don't know. I think a lot of people probably presume that I do know, but I don't know. I would, if he I can. would presume you know. Well, I know he's not going one thirty-two for the international style. Now that's a, a completely different dynamic. I yeah. know, but. I mean, he was 25 a year ago. He's not wrestling 
he's going to wrestle 25 or whatever the heck the weight is, international style. Yeah. So, I mean, part of me is like if you talk to him now, and, you know, here's the thing is that in order for the move up to be proven without a beyond of a shadow of a doubt that it was the right move, NATO needed to win because what he did this year was the same as what he did last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. And, and Nate is the type of guy that will do anything that it takes to win. He wants to put himself in the best position. It might – you could argue that it might be better for him personally, and it's definitely better for the team. What about Josh Rodriguez? How much weight was he cutting? Jose. Or, uh, Jose. Uh, you know, I mean, again, I don't know that much, but I think he was cutting a lot because he wasn't good at it, if that makes sense. Sure. I think a guy like Nate Tomasello or somebody that's – lives a completely clean and disciplined life and I'm talking at the highest level not you know I think Jose Rodriguez works pretty darn hard but I'm talking about the the the, the guys that are you know um you know living yeah. you know I think that it, it's not a lot in that context but it is a lot for most people yeah that, that I mean yeah that makes that makes sense to me um yeah I guess I would uh Man, I'd be curious to see what happens there because I could see that going in a few different directions. Um, okay, you want to move up to 33? Let's this, do it. This is one of my, Is this the most fun weight? This is maybe no, 65 might be the most fun weight. I would say 33 might take the cake for me. Well, all right. Where, let's see. Where do we start? I'm trying to see if there's any really good early round matchups. Um Brock Clark McKee. Brock McKee was awesome early. Um, yeah, man, this, this one got started hot. Gro- Seth Growth was was a beast the whole tournament. I mean, just crushed everybody, he, right? He wrestled, he wrestled great in the finals. That was that was the best. That was the best wrestling match in the finals. What do you think? Just overall wrestling on both sides. I thought he slowed down a lot in the second and third, uh, late second and third periods. Um, yeah, I guess I was just I, – I didn't see a lot of, like, I don't know, desperation or, or I don't know what you want to call it um, in the third period. So, um, yeah, it, it was a good match, though. It, it, yeah, it was a really good match. Um, so so Clark had to grind him out all the way through because he got pushed first round by Shram. He got not, – not closely pushed, but, you know, he won 10-5 against uh, Darcy from Princeton. Semis, he beats. Uh, I believe he gave up the first takedown, but got a quick reversal, right? Right. Um, and beat Mitchick six four. So he had a battle there. And right. then again in the semis, he gives up the early takedown against Tomasello, and um, he Tomasello fell for the same damn move twice in a row. This, the cheesy Merkle takedown but snaps then, me. The you, Merkle. You get mad about that because it's so cheesy. Well, it is – yeah, I, I think it's cheesy. I hate the move with a passion. Um, so, I honestly wouldn't be sad if that wasn't even called a takedown. I mean, international wrestling, that's not a takedown. Like, to me, Ben, to me, Ben, if, and it goes back to the, to the way Bo Nickel scored against Gabe Dean. It's, to me, it's not control. I, I agree. It's not a control position. If, if you can't improve the position. like. Yes. If if you if you're really in control, that means you can do whatever you want on the top position, in theory. And if you're not in control, that means you know it's like if the if if the alternative to moving 
If, if you feel like if I move, I might get scored on, I mean, how much control are you really in? None. Yeah, so I don't feel like the Merkel's control. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I agree 100%. I do. Uh, I agree. I don't think it's control at all. So, but it is in the rules, uh, which is kind of weird. So, but for, so I, obviously I, for freestyle, it's it's obviously not right. Right. So right. I could see I would not be sad, even one tiny little bit, um, if this was not uh, you know if this was kind of outlawed as a takedown or. That being, said, for, that being said, falling for it twice, the second time is kind of like, eh. That's kind of embarrassing. That's tough, right? So, yeah. you know, the thing is, Nate Thomasell is such a great competitor. It was really tough as a Buckeye fan. But I think just wrestling in general, I mean, Nate just does the right things in the sport. But the right, you know, the right guy won. He played on the rules. And Corey Clark, Corey Clark's kind of a warrior, too. I mean, out of yes. all the... out of all the Iowa wrestlers, I think he's my favorite. What about you, currently? Um... Well, favorite's not favorite's not saying much. I, yeah, I would say Kemmerer first, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I, to your point, I, I have a lot of respect for what he he got done, what he got accomplished, uh, right? With what I would say is a limited skill set. <laughs> there, you, there, uh, there it is. Burn. That's like a backhanded compliment. Anyhow, um, yeah. So I uh, let's see. Yeah. So I grow. I was shocked. I actually picked. Um, I picked Brock over Gross uh, because I just thought, oh, it's, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a Friday it. night match. It's way after weigh-ins. But Gross just dominated him. I mean, it, it wasn't competitive in the slightest bit. Yeah. Hey, Tommy. What, brother? I'm getting kind of tired. You want to call it a day and pick back up the 41 next week? Are you saying that because I'm, I'm sounding tired or are you no, actually? No, I'm legit. Legit. Yeah, dude, I, I just I, I have so much enthusiasm for this tournament, and I'm like, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to struggling to to say how I really feel because we've been rocking. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I will, I will tell you, um, there's something about the hour hour mark. I don't know what it is, but on my other podcast, my fighting one, um, frequently he would go over, you know, almost like to an hour and twenty sometimes. And like after an hour, I just wanted to be done. I don't know what it was about that mark. I feel I feel that way at about forty to forty-five. Really candid, yeah. So just about an hour, I get mentally exhausted. Maybe, hey Tommy, how about this? Maybe we we pick this up um, either Monday or Tuesday, and then do two two shows this week, no shows next week. We could do that, and I'm driving for four hours tomorrow during yeah. the day. So oh. We could just wrap because I, if I let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, I, when I wake up. I mean, I, all right, so let's do it in the after lunch tomorrow. How's that sound? Like I'm in a meeting from 11:30 Eastern until let's call it two Eastern. That's the only time I'm not. That's the only time I'm busy tomorrow. The rest of the day I can do it. Right. Uh, we will wrap this tomorrow with more energy. We'll start with the backside of. 133 tomorrow. All right, dude. Sounds good. See ya. Good call on the call. <laughs> All right. See you, Tommy. Bye.